This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on the program today, Crystal Smith from the South Dakota Farm Bureau and Tom Stevers sit down to talk about the annual South Dakota Farm Bureau Convention. It's happening November 19th through the 20th at the Ramcona Event Center in Sioux Falls. It's been going on for 104 years and it's a great event for farmers, ranchers, and ag producers here in the Sioux Empire. You can always find out more information about this upcoming event by visiting sdfarm.info. All that and more coming up on Sunday Focus. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Sunday Focus. I'm being joined by a couple of guests. So first with me in the studio, this is Crystal Smith. She is the executive director with the South Dakota Farm Bureau. And joining me over the phone is Tom Stever. Now, he is a well-known personality here in the state of South Dakota. And he's also the host for an event coming up for the South Dakota Farm Bureau. So both of you, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to join you from Jefferson City, Missouri. Beautiful Jefferson City, Missouri. Right, Tom? Beautiful. I should have yeah, prefaced that. <laughs> the uh, Chamber of Commerce has taught me to say in, down, in beautiful downtown Jefferson City, the capital <laughs> of Missouri. Oh, I love it. So now there is a great event that is coming up here for everyone in the Sioux Empire. It's the South Dakota Farm Bureau Convention. That is happening November 19th and the 20th. And this seems like a great event for ranchers, farmers, and egg producers. Now, Crystal, tell us a little bit more about this two-day event. Well, absolutely. We're very excited about this. This is actually going to be our 104th annual meeting. Yeah. And uh, we go, um, we kind of bounce back and forth uh, between Sioux Falls and Rapid City every year. So uh, obviously this is our year to um, really be uh, featured here in, in Sioux Falls. We'll be at the Ramcota uh, and uh, the, the event center out there. So um, we bring in about a little over 200 farmers and ranchers throughout the couple of days that we're there. And we just have a really packed schedule uh, for those two days um, with varying degrees of things like policy development and and thought leading speakers and um, we have we try to have a little fun as well and so we're super excited that uh, Mr. Stever is going to be our MC. He was uh, an MC for our Centennial Convention which was in 2017. Mm -hmm. He just did an outstanding job and we're just super excited to have him back. Tom, what do you remember in those 104 years? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been around for some of them, but uh, it was, I guess, you know, my, my more recent memories are being back in Sioux Falls and emceeing the 100th, the centennial uh, convention for the South Dakota Farm Bureau Federation, which was a wonderful time back in 17. We had a fun time, didn't we, Tom? We we had a lot of special events then, and and uh, just really um, were able to celebrate a century of uh, the Farm Bureau in South Dakota. 
Which is, uh, that's true, and what I was particularly impressed with, Crystal, is the, uh, uh, the celebration not only of farming, but of food, going kind of mm -hmm. from farm to table. That, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, uh, you actually hosted a conversation with a, uh, with a famous chef at the time, and this time around there's going to be a chili cook-off, so I'm kind of anxious to, to see that. It's a takeoff on one of the Food Network uh, television shows. Uh, so that'll be fun. that'll be a lot of fun. Yes, you're absolutely right. We actually had Aron Sanchez with Food Network um, oh, here wow. in 2017, and I don't know if anybody shared with you, Tom. We actually tried to get him back for this convention, and he was all excited. He wanted to come back. He loved being here in South Dakota, uh, and unfortunately, he actually had to um, record Food Network on the same or the next morning um, after when we asked him to perform. Um, you know. Be at our event yeah. and so unfortunately we weren't able to uh, uh, host him again here in South Dakota but um, as Tom said we're going to uh, do a little spin off of the uh, uh, food competition chopped um, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that uh, and have as Tom said a chili cook-off and I think it'll be a good time oh yum I definitely want a bowl of that chili absolutely or all of them if that's possible <laughs> can, can you believe Crystal that it's been a hundred and four years of this convention what do you think is behind the success mm. of this? Well, honestly, uh, what I attribute any success to South Dakota Farm Bureau is our grassroots membership. Um, that's really uh, the base upon which um, Farm Bureau throughout the nation was established. And uh, it was a bunch of, um, you know, farmers and ranchers that got together. They identified that they have some some issues that they want to work um, on and they know that the strength of just combining voices and and uh, collaborating is really how they were able to move policy and so that was over a hundred years ago that that the organization was uh, organized for that reason and that is still our base today it is all 100 percent about our grassroots members and their voices and um, really the focus um, of our first day of convention is on policy development we will have delegates from throughout the state that will come together and uh, really discuss policy issues and uh, they will vote on um, some of their priorities and whatever passes at that event will be our policy priorities as um, an organization, the staff and the board of directors will really um, take our, um, our, our lead from our grassroots members. So I truly believe that that foundation is what keeps this organization strong for 104 years. Tom, I bet you can vouch when Crystal says this organization is really strong because of those connections. I can, for a couple of reasons, Christine, and that is that, uh, for one, I had the uh, deep, well, for one thing, I grew up in a, a Farm Bureau family, so uh, we were involved in Farm Bureau in my upbringing mm -hmm. out of the farm, not too far out of Sioux Falls, by the way, but also... Uh, in the late 90s, I had the pleasure of joining the American Farm Bureau Federation staff uh, in Park Ridge, Illinois, just on the edge of Chicago. And I uh, uh, w worked in that function for five years. Mm -hmm. I was part of the uh, public relations team mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, out, of, uh, out of Park Ridge. So then I got more into the, more into the uh, meat of what Farm Bureau meant uh, to its members, and I think that uh, learned why Farm Bureau is uh, one of the largest general farm organizations in the nation. 
So, Crystal, with this two-day event, what do you think the main goal is it? What do you want people to get out of this two-day event? Right. Well, as I said, um, probably the the real focus of the organization is the policy development piece, Mm -hmm. which happens on Friday afternoon during our delegate session. Um, But we we really have expanded this event to include um, some outstanding learning and educational opportunities as well as some entertainment. And so, uh, you know, once that business is done, once we've done the work of Farm Bureau and passed these resolutions and and into policy, uh, then we really focus on um, some great events that will take place over uh, the following day and a half, if you will. Uh, So, you know, what we try to do, and and just to bring in the the theme of this particular um, convention, is is called Table Talk, Food and Climate Conversations. And, um, you know, we often say in this uh, this industry, um, if you eat food, if you buy groceries and have food at your table, um, even as a consumer, you really are part of the agriculture industry because that's where it all starts. And we know there's a lot of questions about, um, you know, our climate and the environment today. And we also see a lot of trends in what consumers are asking for um, regarding the food that they purchase and that they eat. And they have more interest in learning how is their food raised. And so really this, um, we really are trying to embody this idea of a conversation around, um, you know, your family's kitchen table, which Mm -hmm. happens um, on the farms. It happens right here in in Sioux Falls and in all the small communities throughout the state. And so what we really want to do is bring in speakers that can enlighten us on some of these topics, um, can give us uh, some real insight on um, the trends happening um, with uh, food and consumers. Um, But we also want to know what is agriculture's role in addressing some of the environment and climate change issues that we we know um, are topics of discussion today. And, um, you know, how can we empower our members, our farmers and ranchers uh, to work toward those solutions? I would like to add to that, too. Crystal was mm-hmm. brushing on this, but it'd be, uh, uh, at 930 on, on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be Dr. Frank Mitlerner. And I'm especially looking forward to his address because he's, he's from the University of California at Davis, and he's been a huge voice in not only uh, what uh, uh, not only promoting the understanding of agriculture's role in nourishing the world, but at the same time focusing attention on a healthy climate and environment. So I think whatever people, when, when, when Frank Mitlerner talks, people listen. So uh, that is a, uh, I have to congratulate Crystal and uh, being able to uh, secure uh, Dr. Mitlerner to be there. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that, Tom, because you're absolutely right. He is a forefront voice and and thought leader in this space, and um, I'm very excited to hear from him because, uh, you know, he brings, he brings this... Um, uh, perspective from, like you say, at UC Davis. I mean, this is not an agricultural school mm-hmm. uh, per se. So I think he can really bring uh, some some great insight to our attendees. Absolutely. And if you are just listening, I'm being joined by Crystal Smith. She is with the South Dakota Farm Bureau and over the phone is Tom Stever. They are talking about the South Dakota Farm Bureau convention that is happening November 19th until the 20th. Okay, Tom. So it's your turn for a little bit to be <laughs> in the spotlight. You are the MC for the event this year. And from my understanding, you do have quite the extensive background in radio and have a little bit of farm background as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. It, uh, the farm background actually came naturally. I, was, uh, I grew up on the farm. Uh, it was, it's about 
20 minutes, 20, 20 minutes southwest of Sioux Falls near Lenox. Lenox is my hometown. Uh, but, the, uh, uh, but, but after growing up on the farm, I also had a, um, an interest in broadcasting, so I decided to try to mix the two, and I became a farm broadcaster. I started my career at KSOO Radio, which is familiar to many people around there. I uh, was the farm director for KSOO, uh, stayed 19 years there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I was with the Sioux Falls Stockyards, the livestock market that uh, was in Sioux Falls for so long. It no longer is there, but uh, I was the uh, executive secretary for the livestock exchange at the Sioux Falls Stockyards. And after that, I was invited to be uh, part of uh, an outfit called Channel Earth, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is uh, it, uh, a startup television venture that was on uh, Direct TV, and that was headed by Orion Samuelson and Max Armstrong. So I had the pleasure of working them for all of the time that that venture was on the air, which unfortunately was just a little less than a year. Mm. And uh, and uh, then and it was after that that I uh, got with the American Farm Bureau Federation. And then when they moved to Washington D.C., I uh, I was ready to go along and move with them, but I was invited to be part of Brownfield Ag News, which is where I am now. We just decided as a family to stay in the Midwest, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's worked out for us. So here I am in the middle of Missouri, and uh, actually am uh, semi-retired at the time, but I still do projects for, uh, for Brownfield Ag News, which is uh, heard on, gosh, 550-some radio stations around the around the upper Midwest. So uh, I think you have a pretty long (laughs) resume, pretty solid resume, Tom. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you. You know, I and I think what, you know, obviously, and, and you as well, you know, when you work in broadcast, yeah. you have the opportunity to talk to so many people and so many experts. And, and you know, Tom, you've really been at the forefront of a lot of the, um, you know, real changes and, and advances in the industry. So you've seen a lot um, happen from uh, your years in broadcast. I sure have. You know, from the, uh, not only just kind of a, a change in mindset in agriculture as a whole, and I'm, what I'm referring to is the change from uh, just the change in, in, in conservation-type farming. Mm-hmm. That is that uh, there is very little use of uh, the moldboard plow anymore. But that's only just, just, just sticking one's toe in the advances in, in technology. And really, those have been what really has driven farm productivity not only advances just in the mechanical uh, technology, in other words, tractors, combines, implements that steer themselves, and uh, we have uh, uh, the unmanned aerial vehicles, the drones, that are now surveying fields and keeping track of what's going on in, in, uh, during the growing season. And then also it is seed technology, trait technology that is advanced so far and has uh, been responsible for a lot of the yield increases in corn and a lot of the yield increases, although they've been more slight, they've been a little less pronounced, but yield increases in soybeans as well. But I think these seed technology advances have been uh, just, uh, I I think you'll get everybody to agree that they've been uh, pretty amazing Mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, for agriculture as a whole. 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Tom, you probably have also had the opportunity to get to know a lot of farmers and ranchers and ag producers in the Sioux Empire just from living here in South Dakota and also being at this convention. Now, what's something that you have learned about agriculture in the state of South Dakota? Well, in the state of South Dakota, as uh, as I said, I've uh, you know I grew up in agriculture in South Dakota, so uh, that really put me in touch with. Um, uh, with a, a lot of the people uh, in my immediate area, but then becoming involved in broadcasting really uh, broadened that horizon and uh, the uh, number of people that I was able to talk to that I had the opportunity uh, to meet. And that really has been the most amazing and, and, and the most fun as well. Uh, then going on to, uh, to Channel Earth, I was able to travel to uh, Europe to do some stories over there, but then to uh, Brownfield Ag News that I've done for the last almost 20 years now has been has really given me the opportunity uh, to uh, see the world. I've uh, been to uh, I've, I've been to China, Vietnam, Taiwan, uh, South America, several countries in South America and Europe as well. So I've really it's given me the opportunity to see the world and to talk to producers, not only from around the nation, but from around the world as well. My favorite thing, my favorite thing is to uh, do stories on farms. Uh, an example of this, and I have to share this, is as I was in uh, uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi, doing a, a story on an equipment dealer uh, there. But we were getting a hamburger. Now, this is some of those uh, serendipitous uh, meetings that you have happen to have. But as we were uh, getting a hamburger, I, we were uh, sitting at a picnic table doing this, and I saw a pickup going through the drive-up at, uh, at the hamburger stand. And I saw on the front, instead of a front license plate, there was a big emblem that said cotton. And I, if I just don't know much about cotton farming at all, but I thought this is my opportunity. And I just went and approached the gentleman in the pickup, asked him if he grew cotton. Yes, he did. Well, that conversation led us to exchanging phone numbers. And, uh, and then after I was done getting the story on the equipment dealer, I actually called him and we went out to his cotton field and uh, got a bunch more video out there <laughs> as well as... Uh, uh, about an hour and a half to two hours of just conversation about what goes into cotton farming. By the way, do you realize, uh, either of you, uh, Crystal or Christine, if, can you put your finger on what kind of an investment a cotton picker is? Oh, I wouldn't begin to guess. I, 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 you have to help the city girl out here, Tom. <laughs> well, okay, so the uh, uh, off the lot, off the you know brand new off the lot, a uh, brand new cotton picker. The, this is according to this gentleman that we were talking to, eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow, uh, is, and he has uh, he of course gets used ones but uh he said he still has about a million and a half dollars in a invested in in cotton picking equipment so anyway it was a, it was a, a door open to me uh just in getting uh, starting a conversation like that and i guess you know anybody in the media anybody in broadcasting you 
you find out what's going on in the world around you by starting these conversations, mm -hmm. by approaching people that you don't know. And really, it all comes down to this at a convention. When you're, when you're uh, part of one of these several sessions that are taking place at the convention, you start conversations with somebody from deep southeastern South Dakota, runs into somebody from far northwestern South Dakota, you say, what's it like out there farming in, in uh, Harding and Brown counties? Uh, and and that's how, that's, that is what the essence is of these conventions, of these grassroots conventions. You are able to walk a mile in the, in the uh, shoes of, uh, of the person who farms in another part of the state. And I think that's also the pleasure of it, because you're going to go home and you're going to say, you know what, I met somebody from Harding County the other day and was able to visit with, uh, with him about what, what it's like to, uh, to farm in that area. It makes the world smaller. So this is what adds to the uh, adds to the to uh, the the charm of being able to attend a conversation or mm -hmm. to attend a convention in person. Absolutely. If you are just joining us, I'm being joined over the phone from Tom Stever. He is the MC for the South Dakota Farm Bureau Convention this November, the 19th through the 20th. And also joining me in the studio is, Chris, is Crystal Smith. She is the executive director with the South Dakota Farm Bureau. Now, Crystal, there's something new this year for any students involved with the FFA program. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Right. Well, we've been talking about this for a number of years. How do we get more? young people involved in our organization and also mm -hmm. in our event um, and just expose them to some of the things what we do as an organization uh, how important the policy development is and just kind of connect dots uh, for FFA students and so we um, actually uh, just uh, sent out an invite to regional FFA chapters at schools that are about 45 minutes to to an hour mm -hmm. uh, distance from Sioux Falls and just invited them to take part of an FFA a track that's going to take place on Friday on the 19th, um, basically just uh, exposing them to several different things. We'll have a keynote speaker uh, who will be kind of talking about careers in agriculture. Mm -hmm. And so his name is Wyatt DeYoung, uh, and he's from kind of the Southeast South Dakota. He's a, uh, an FFA member himself, and, and uh, he'll be a real dynamic speaker uh, to uh, visit, visit with the kids. Um, we're also going to give them an opportunity to watch our delegate session in progress, so they'll have a chance to see how our policy is developed. Um, and we also have a really unique feature um, within the Farm Bureau organization called Discussion Meet. And Discussion Meets are um, uh, really for, it's kind of targeted to uh, um, a young farmer or rancher, about the age range between like 25 and 35 or 6, um, where uh, the Discussion Meet simulates um, an actual meeting where you have to debate a topic and um, you are judged on your ability to include people in the conversation, to make your point well, and to really execute, you know, the delivery of your presentation. And uh, so we'll have the students um, watch one of those discussion meets take place. And those discussion meets um, are judged here in, in the, at the state level, but then the winner of that discussion meet will have an opportunity to compete at the American Farm Bureau Federal 
moderation level as well. So it's a very prestigious um, event. So um, we're really hoping that we can uh, see several of our FFA students in the regional area uh, come in and take part in uh, several of the events on that Friday afternoon. Absolutely. Then there's also the food competition and the live auction, I believe, on Friday. Yes, yes. So our Young Farmers and Ranchers Committee within South Dakota Farm Bureau, uh, they all always host what we call kind of a fun night on that Friday night. Yeah. And so they, uh, they're they hosting a chili cook-off. It's going to, as we said before, um, be fashioned after a chopped competition that you might see on Food Network. Um, we're really excited about this. We'll have three teams. Uh, they'll have a mystery basket uh, that will contain items that uh, that will be the, they will need to use within their chili, but might be a little bit unusual. So there'll be a few su- surprises there. Uh, but one other thing that we're really excited about this is um, Tom, uh, Mr. Stever, who's on the line with us, um, will be kind of tag teaming uh, with Tim Goldhammer, who is the instructional chef at Mitchell Technical. I think that'll be a really fun opportunity for uh, Tim and Tom to have their own kind of little uh, play-by-play show, and and Tim kind of brings in this expertise as a culinary uh, chef at Mitchell Tech. So I think that'll be a really fun night. And it is followed by a live auction, which is a fundraiser for our young farmers and ranchers. Awesome. And now, we already kind of went over Mm -hmm. what this convention is going to go over for the next two days. More importantly, they are going to create those conversations about the future of farming priorities, the climate concerns, and other Mm -hmm. things that go along with that. So you have probably been in the forefront, Crystal, of what farmers and ranchers and ag producers have really been concerned about. Let me just say, they're a tough group. You know, they're a (laughs) tough group of people going through the weather and COVID and whatnot. So what do you think the issues are really going to focus on for this convention this year? Well, I know... um, you know, we we always try to target what's really in the news. And with this, with the Biden administration, they've really elevated a lot of environmental concerns and mm-hmm. things that, um, you know, that administration is trying to solve. And so uh, what we want to do in our industry is figure out what is our role in that. And as Tom mentioned earlier, uh, Dr. Frank from uh, UC Davis is going to be um, focusing on really the environment and climate change and agriculture's role in solving some of those, those challenges. And so we've already talked a little bit about him. Uh, he'll be the first uh, keynote speaker on Saturday morning starting at 9.30. Um, following in the afternoon, we've got a couple of sessions. Uh, the first one is uh, Climate Smart Agriculture, and this really um, talks about how uh, farming practices can um, really advance some of the uh, the, um, the problems that we're trying to solve. And, and on that panel um, is Doug Bourbon. He is the VP of Corporate Affairs at POET, uh, right here here in Sioux Falls, and Doug is is uh, going to be able to enlighten us on um, what is happening in the biofuel space that is really improving environmental um, concerns, and and there's some really exciting things happening in biofuels in in uh, not only. America, but globally. And he's going to be able to give us a great perspective on that. Um, also on that um, panel is Jared Nock. He is a, a gentleman right here in South Dakota. Also, he's a um, uh, producer himself, and he also works for Millborn Seeds, and he can talk a lot about the impact that cover crops and and uh, those types of things can um, really improve, uh, you know, soil health and uh, impact um, carbon the, the soil's ability to hold carbon, um, which is 
very interesting and intriguing to um, corporations as we talk about uh, potential uh, profit, um, well, I shouldn't say profit, but potential um, uh, ability for farmers to partner with uh, companies who are interested in storing carbon. Um, so he's going to be able to give us that producer perspective on that. And finally, uh, Nancy Laby, who's with the Nature Conservancy, will also talk about uh, climate smart agriculture as it relates to beef sustainability mm-hmm. and other um, other industries as well. There is a lot happening yes. for this two-day event. Once again, it's the South Dakota Farm Bureau Convention happening November 19th until the 20th. And just to wrap this up, here, Tom. I bet you're looking forward to being back here in South Dakota. I always look forward to being back in South Dakota. It is, uh, it's going to be a good time, and I'm anxious to, I'm anxious to get back there. Absolutely. And Crystal, for anyone that wants to learn more information about this upcoming convention, where can they go? Who can they call? Well, the best way to get more information is by going to the website sdfarm.info. And there you'll be able to uh, read more about the speakers and the panels. But uh, there's also a quick link that will take you right to registration. And uh, you can find out more about the full agenda at sdfarm.info. All right. Wonderful. Once again, the South Dakota Farm Bureau Convention is November 19th until the 20th and crystal and tom thank you both for joining me this morning i'm christine manica and you've been listening to sunday focus i'd like to thank crystal smith from the south dakota farm bureau and tom stever for joining me on the program today once again the annual south dakota farm bureau convention is happening at the ramcona event center in sioux falls november 19th until the 20th you can find out more information about the two-day event by visiting sdfarm.info join us again next week for another edition of sunday focus Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.